Hello, I'm Pam Burrows, People Booster, here to cheer you up, calm you down and stop you going pop. Welcome to the Burnout Buster podcast to help you shed the stress. And today we're exploring comparison. Matching yourself up against somebody else. It doesn't work. It's not good for you, but it's actually dangerous. So let's find out why. First, we're going to do a little bit of letting go. And to do this, we're going to use something which is a yogic breath called Ujjayi breath. But it's also sometimes known as ocean breath because you basically make the sound of the ocean as you breathe. And as we do that, we're going to do a little visualization on the inside. We're going to remember how powerful you are. You know, sometimes when we compare ourselves against other people, we end up feeling less than for one reason or another. So today's podcast is all about getting your power back, having a sense of who you are and not needing to compare yourself against somebody else to realize that actually you're already doing okay. So we're going to begin with the Ujjayi breath, which sounds like this. So you're breathing in and out through the nose, if that's comfortable, use the mouth if not. And you're making a little sound at the back of the throat as you breathe, known as the ocean breath. Making those breaths as long as is comfortable and particularly breathing out further than you normally would in a normal breath. It's the out breath that properly helps us to switch off and relax. And as you breathe, continuing with that Ujjayi breath, I'd like you to imagine that right at the core of who you are, there's a beautiful golden flame. And for me, that represents the essence of you. And you can picture it as a flame or a light or whatever works for you, but it's right at your core. Now, I don't know if you would Imagine that to be in your heart space or in your sternum or deep in your tummy, wherever, somewhere in your body is this golden flame. Now, sometimes we lose sight of it, especially when we're too busy or we're focused in on negativity, but it's always there. It's always been there and it always will be there. And now we're focusing in on it, the bright light of that flame right at your core. So as you breathe that beautiful long ocean breath, just by the very fact that you're taking those longer breaths allows us to tap back into that golden flame, that essence, that energy of you, the you that is there no matter what. It doesn't get measured. It doesn't get judged. It just is. It's the part of you that has always been there. Continue to breathe that beautiful Ujjayi long breath. And imagine that flame at the core of you. It's always there even when you lose sight of it. Taking nice long breaths, slowing everything down so that you can focus and get clarity will bring you back to that flame. So you can continue to do that breath as you continue to listen if you'd like or you can 
let that settle and return to your regular breath and we'll do another little something at the end. But in the meantime, we are going to explore this whole idea of comparison. How often do you notice somebody else saying or doing something or having something, achieving something, celebrating something, and you feel a little niggle, something that makes you feel less than, or maybe you feel envious of what they have. Maybe it feels like it's unfair, but in whichever reaction you're experiencing, it's about comparing yourself against that other person. Now, as I'm talking, I'm looking out of the window and I can see a blue tit and it is coming for some food from the bird feeders and now just landed is a sparrow and it looks like a baby one. They're so huge and chunky and fluffy, those um, little sparrows. We have them living in the eaves of the house and when they come around, we have a, a big bush where we put the bird feeders. And when all the sparrows land, they come around from the front of the house to the back of the house. And they make such a noise, tweeting and chirping and fighting for food. And they're hilarious little things. And when they come, the blue tit disappears. So the blue tit's now gone and there's now quite a number of sparrows. And they're having a look around and seeing what they might like to eat. Now, I love the sparrows and I love the blue tits. And I love all the birds that come into the garden. But I'm not going to compare one against the other. I used to compare starlings because they look kind of greasy and kind of a little bit uh, unwashed and a little bit dodgy. You know, they come all in a whoosh and they sometimes are a bit like locusts. They just eat so much so quickly and they make such a huge noise while they're here. And then I realized I was applying this judgment to them. Like, what? what's that all about? Starlings are starlings. And I was with my mum yesterday. And she was very cross because at the front of her house, she can, she's got bird feeders front and back. And she's sitting in a chair looking out the front window. And on the bird table are not one, but two wood pigeons. And, you know, they're pretty chunky, much bigger than a town pigeon. And they're both sat there on the bird table eating what they could. And my mum got very cross about it. And I was thinking, what's that about? You know, is it because they're big? Is it because she has her favourites and they, they are not her favourites? But she shooed them off and I just thought, you know, how often do we compare one thing against another and unfavourably and also ourselves? You know, you're comparing yourself and maybe you're a blue tit, maybe you're a sparrow, maybe you're a blackbird, maybe you're a big wood pigeon. Whatever species you are, that is who you are. And it doesn't pay us anything to compare against something. You know, often in sales, they talk about, oh, you're comparing apples and oranges or apples and pears. And, you know, there is no comparison. They are completely different. And yet we do it all the time, don't we, with people? And we look at others. Now, the other thing that is really important to say when we're talking about comparison is social media. That is such a hive for it. Don't compare your real life with other people's showreels. That's one of my favorite phrases when it comes to social media. But we need reminding, you know, you're seeing what everybody else is doing. And even if it's not 
a brilliant life. You could still see elements of it and think, oh, you know, they're doing better than me or they've got this or that. And it's a real dangerous way to go. Rather than saying that's what's happening for them, that's different to what's happening for me. And there may be a million and one good things that you're not posting about that would perhaps be impressive or show you in a good light that people don't even know about. So let's not play that game. We don't need to be judging ourselves or other people via social media. We need to be really careful of where those judgments are happening when we're comparing ourselves against somebody else. And you might have a sibling, a cousin, you might have a relative or a friend, and it might be somebody who is a very dear friend, but you compare yourself against them and how they're doing. It really doesn't do you any favours because on the one hand, if you think that comparing yourself might boost you and think, well, look how well they're doing, I should be doing that too, you might think that that is a positive thing. Well, whenever the word should comes in, that suggests that there's a judgment, it's likely to make you stressed and that's likely to make you less motivated and less creative. And when we compare ourselves to other people in the hope that we generate some motivation, it can, can actually go in the opposite direction and make us feel a little bit hopeless. So what we really want to do is just notice what's happening for other people and just be curious, interested, or just an observer. And what we need to be really sure of is what you are doing, what you have got, those things that come from the A of the care model, the A for acknowledgement, just noticing what's going on for you. And it may be that, you know, some days are better than others. And on a day that feels not so good, we can celebrate something that, you know, maybe is quite small or just the fact that you got out of bed, you know. There's a fabulous book that's been around a little while now and uh, so many people have got it and posted photos from it on the internet. I'm sure you'll have seen it. Um, it's called The Boy, The Mole, The Fox and The Horse. And there's a, a phrase in that. It's a beautiful book. If you haven't seen it, you really should uh, get a copy of it. It's a great one to give to a friend who needs a little lift. So it's basically paintings of the boy, the mole, the fox and the horse and then little sayings to, to give you a little lift. And one of them just came to mind, which is sometimes, said the horse, sometimes what, asked the boy. Sometimes just getting up and carrying on is brave and magnificent. And, you know, sometimes we have to look for those little things. But in, in looking up the book to read that bit to you, I also saw two other things in the book, which are so spot on. I wish I'd thought of it sooner, but never mind. We got there in the end. And um, the boy is sitting on a tree branch talking to the mole. And he says, what do you think is the biggest waste of time? And the mole says, comparing yourself to others. <laughs> so there you go, right from the mouth of the mole. And then towards the end of the book, the, uh, the boy is asking the horse for advice and says, have you any other advice, asked the boy. Don't measure how valuable you are by the way you are treated, said the horse. You're always, always remember you matter, you're important and you are loved, and you bring to this world things no one else can. And you know, sometimes we do measure ourselves by how others have treated us, because we think, well, 
if there wasn't something wrong with me, then they wouldn't be treating me that that way. But no, <laughs> that's not true. People treat other people badly all the time because of what's going on for them. So comparing ourselves to others is something we need to stop doing. And we need to stop measuring ourselves based on how we're being treated as well. Because that's just a road to nowhere. That is a road to nowhere. I shouldn't really sing, should I? It's not my forte. Right. So comparison. What else? Well, I want to finish with a, a little technique. It takes a little while to set up, which is why the talky bit's a little short. We're big on techniques for this particular episode. And we're going to think about what is it that makes you compare yourself to others. It's usually because we're looking for some validation. We're looking for something that's going to make us feel a little stronger, a little brighter, a little better. But of course, when we start comparing, it does the very opposite. It takes our power away. So let's get into our full power with our final technique for this episode. I don't know why, but for a long time, I've had a bit of a fascination with those programs of the world's strongest man. And um, I'm not turned on by it. I don't know why I'm fascinated by it. It's not a sport I would ever take up for myself. But I think it's just something ancient, you know, because there's a lot of Nordic chaps there who look like Vikings. And it just feels like some kind of historical competition. And um, yeah, I just enjoy it. I am not going to apologize for it. But one of the things that they do a lot is they psych themselves up. And you might have seen such things where they don't just walk up and lift a very heavy weight or pull a truck or whatever the particular thing is. They psych themselves up. Now, now there is some science behind this. So when they are psyching themselves up and they are saying certain things to themselves and standing in a certain position, this does change the body's chemistry. It changes the chemicals and it gets us into a stronger state of mind. Now, there's been, uh, you know, stories over the years about things like uh, in a car accident, somebody might be able to lift the car off the person who's trapped underneath. Sometimes somebody who would never normally have had the strength to do that. Because in that moment, they have got it into their heads that this is non-negotiable. They have to lift the car. They have to save the person underneath the car. And so what the world's strongest men competitors are doing is basically getting themselves into that mindset. So we're going to do a little bit of that. And I hope that you enjoy it. So if you're able to stand right now, then you can do that. Or you can do it sitting down. And I'd like you to put your hands on your hips. If you're standing up, stand with your legs slightly apart. Or if you're sitting down, just have your legs slightly apart, feet flat on the floor. And then begin to breathe a little longer, a little deeper. If you're interested in the science of confidence and body language, then look up the research of Amy Cuddy. Uh, she's got a TED talk actually on this you might be interested in. And then we're just going to stand there for a little while. And this is opening up the shoulders, opening up the chest, and it will change the way that you feel even just by being in that stance. And, you know, if you're slumped, you know, if you sit kind of round shouldered and 
uh, kind of slumped into yourself for long enough, it starts to affect your mood and you feel the need to stretch. And so we're doing the opposite to that. We're getting ourselves into a good place. Now, then we add into that the science and psychology of the world's strongest man. And we're going to go a bit Nordic. And the phrase that we're going to borrow is strong like bull. And you can use it in a Nordic accent as well, if you like. So I want you to imagine yourself. You've got loads of muscles. You've got huge amount of strength. You are taking up space in the world. You're saying, this is who I am. I'm worth reckoning with. And it's not that you're about to go and lift a car or something like that. But this mental strength it gives us is very, very useful and can help us to compare ourselves less against other people so breathing nice and long and deep and then you can do this out loud if you're able to where you are or you can do it inside your head and you're just going to repeat strong like bull strong like bull (laughs) and just keep thinking of yourself as somebody who is absolutely solid, who takes up space in the world, who says, this is me, this is where I am, this is who I am. I am strong like bull. And when I do this in real life, you know, in those days when we used to be able to meet in real life, um, I would get people just to stand normally and I'd be able to push them and unbalance them. When they stand like this and they keep repeating strong like bull, they're immovable. So just that mental moment of repeating how strong you are and imagining yourself to be immovable really does make a difference. And then by doing that, you've changed the chemistry in your body. You're feeling strong mentally, physically, emotionally, and you're ready for whatever's next. So let's just do that a few more times. You've got your hands on your hips. Your shoulders are relaxed. You're picturing your mind's eye. You can close your eyes or have them open, whichever works for you. Picturing yourself so muscular, so strong, so solid, maybe taller. You might even feel taller as a result of this. And you're breathing in nice and long and deep. And you're saying, strong like bull. And just imagine yourself absolutely immovable. Okay, take in one more long breath. Let it go. Let the arms go. Just give the arms a little shake. Flap the wrists a little bit. Just roll the shoulders. Just bring yourself back into the moment. And just notice how you feel. Even just those few moments of thinking, feeling, breathing in that strong way can seriously change the way that you feel. So I hope you've enjoyed that. I hope it's been useful to you. Feel free to use that strong pose anytime you need to. It's been it's been kind of ridiculed in the press a little bit because they took it and started taking photographs of politicians who were exaggerating it and it all got a little bit ridiculous. But it does actually work. You might already feel the difference yourself. 
So use it anytime you need to. Just think yourself into that strong state of mind. And if you want to remember strong like bull, you can put SLB on a little post-it by your computer or in your diary and uh, remind yourself to come back to that thought. And remember what we did at the very beginning there. We tapped into that beautiful golden flame at the core of who you are, remembering that your essence, your soul, your spirit, your effervescence is there all of the time. We sometimes lose sight of it. Sometimes other things cover it up. But when you give yourself a little bit of a shake, do some breathing, move around a little bit, think about how amazing you've done over the last few days, weeks or months, then you can start to rediscover your strength and your golden flame. I hope that's been useful. I've had fun doing this for you. So I hope that you will have a go and then keep it going. And above all else, look after your very precious self. Lots of love.